0: Another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. Um, today we're sitting down with my buddy John. I know John through the Duckfeet.tv network, um, as I know a lot of my guests, as you can tell probably from the episodes already. Um, John's a really nice guy. He's got a great radio voice, and I, I really wanted to get him on after meeting him and talking to him and, and having this idea for the podcast. Um, a quick warning. We, we do talk about some Dark Souls 3 things. I think it's been long enough since the game's released that I'm not too concerned about it. It's just area names and maybe some boss names and things like that. Um, none of the big gotcha moments that Dark Souls 3 has. Uh, but I just didn't want to put a warning in there. And remember, as always, if you want to be if you want to tell your own soul story, you can get in touch with me at dguspodcast at gmail.com or dguspodcast on Twitter. Enjoy the episode! The secrets now. I know all of the secrets. Every single secret. It's mine. I know it.
1: I want to ask you everything, but I don't want you to tell me anything.
0: (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. I want to know everything, but don't tell me actually anything. Right,
1: right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. You better not tell me, but tell me. But tell me. But don't. Please don't. (laughs) Where where
0: where are you at in the game?
1: Um. So I'm still working my way through. Is it Ithahill? of the uh boreal valley yeah that sounds good so i yeah i i've uh this week uh you know during the work week i didn't have much time to play so it was just you know an hour before work or maybe two hours if i got up real early and uh so i just made very little progress this week uh, I, I, I was actually
0: the same way. Like I was doing the exact same thing. I had I was so busy this week that I was literally waking up early to play an hour of Dark Souls <laughs> before yeah. having to leave the house. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I think I spent five days on uh, a Cathedral of the de- of is it the deep or the depths deep. I think a deep. Yeah. So I spent like five days on Cathedral of the Deep because I just uh, I didn't have enough time to really make headway, and so it was just so slow. I finally beat that. On Thursday, I think. And then, uh, you know, got the doll and uh, finally made it into Ithahill and then banged my head against the beginning of that level for an entire two sessions, I think. I was too Um, stubborn to just run past everything.
0: I was about to say, did you kill the, like, the beast on the bridge? Yes, I did. Yeah. Have you... Have you made it to the second, or maybe even third bonfire in Ithril yet?
1: So now I have. So now I've been to three different bonfires in Ithril. That's all this morning. So I, I finally did all that this morning. Did you? Uh, so you 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 went through the swamp to get to that third bonfire, right? Yeah, I went through the swamp. So yeah, so I went through the swamp and got to that bonfire that has there are stairs leading down. I haven't gone down those yet from that yeah, bonfire, like yeah. a spiral staircase. So I haven't gone down there yet. I just got to that bonfire. But it was in that swampy area under, like, a, um, I don't know, like, there's an area where you go through a little tunnel and there's a bunch of, like, weird, uh, spiders, or they sort of look like the, uh, blood lickers mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. with, except they've got hair like the, uh, the girl from, uh, <laughs> Um, I'm blanking on the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm spoiling my reference. Uh, <laughs> the Ring. The Ring. That's the Ring. Point. Yeah, that's
0: what I figured you were talking about. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs> and it was in there that I found the uh, the corpse of Gray Rat,
0: and I was so mad. Oh, that's so weird because. Well, I don't want to, until you beat this boss, um, the area after you that you're Mm -hmm. in right now, um, like, he asked me, like, can I go, like, rob and pillage? And I was like, yeah, sure, dude, no problem. And then he said, and then I found the area after um, Ithril where you are, Mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, man, there's some really good stuff in there. Can I go rob and pillage? And I was like, sure, dog, you came back, no problem, last time. Right, (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, that's... And have not seen him the entire game, Oh no.
1: I, yeah. There must be a particular order. So he, the first place he went was, I, I actually forget which one he goes to first parents keep or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, he made it back from there just fine. And so he had, and I think I had beaten, um, the catacombs and made it to the, that first Vista where you see the if And I think it was after that, that he asked me, Hey, can I go in there? There's some really good stuff. And I thought, just like you, I thought, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but I didn't have the doll yet at that point. I hadn't even gone into the, I didn't even know about the Uh, cathedral area yet at that point. So I wonder if that's where I went wrong.
0: I want to, uh, I'm going to send you a link real quick. Oh, sure. It's it's only like a one minute video. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) So if you do like me and you're an underpowered sorcerer and you just run past the, uh, oh wait, no, that's not the, that's not the video. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, If you run past that bridge monster, Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Doo-doo-doo. Oh yeah, it's not even a minute long. He shows up in the swamp afterwards. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and was a heck of a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm
1: clicking it right now.
0: So this is this is probably good podcast audio with me me being a totally naked dude rolling around in the swamp with my great scythe and my um. Uh, casting thing, just picking up a bunch of stuff, and then um trying to roll across this thing that's you know <laughs> slowing you down. No rusted iron ring, and then like totally not expecting this at all. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh I'll put that in the show notes for everybody to watch later, or if it's not already on my, uh, YouTube at that point. Because this will probably come out way later, but uh, <clears throat> <laughs> that's perfect, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't. Are we recording already for the show?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, I'd start oh, you this, the, I start
1: uh, this. Go ahead. You did the sneak attack on me.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I like uh, I like to just crash into these things, so um, <laughs> and not like lead up with a bunch of introductions or stuff. Uh, I usually record like a like an introduction separately from the main show okay. so to people into it because i just like like the starting in the middle of a conversation so
1: yeah no that works for me i'll, I'll know to behave myself now i almost gave away all my personal secrets
0: <laughs> yeah. I, if I had, just a few more minutes and i would have given it all away for the listeners i just edited out uh john's social security number and <laughs> <address>. <laughs> Thank i don't you, know man. why he told them to me but i saved them you just can't have them yeah
1: man credit card <laughs> numbers mother's maiden name i gave you the whole thing
0: yeah, I don't know why you were saying those things. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> well, you, you can use those. Just you know, bleep them out of the podcast if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to use them to buy Dark Souls three for people, so you don't. Oh, you that's don't fine. Buy them. All right. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> so uh, I, I wanted to bring you on the show because number one, you have a great radio voice, and uh, <laughs> number two, you're. You're you're a fun duck feed person, and um, but but mainly because you kind of have a weird thing with the with the Souls games. Like I watched you play through Dark Souls one, but what what was your actual first like quote unquote Souls game or From Software game?
1: Well, so my first experience with a From game was Dark Souls one, but it predates when I really got into these games. So um, just a little bit of background: it, when these games were first coming out, like with Demons was two thousand nine, right? And Dark Souls is 2011. I wasn't really playing video games at all around that time. I wasn't aware of what was going on. Like, my last console had been a PS2 that I got my senior year of high school. And, uh, like, that had basically been a Madden machine for me. (laughs) And, uh, weirdly, (laughs) Final (laughs) Fantasy X. I don't know how that combination happens.
0: You know, Madden and Final Fantasy. I know. Madden, I know. Madden has summons. Like if you just press the right button, <laughs> yeah, oh man! Summon, like, the- but those
1: animations <laughs> took forever. You know, like you would summon Brett Favre, and then you'd have to watch a three-minute animation of him coming down <laughs> from the sky.
0: And you just, it got it's just like it's just like watching football on TV. Like <laughs> right. every time somebody does something, you have to wait for five minutes for something <laughs> that, else to happen.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, these are hidden parallels I hadn't thought about before. But uh, so I was completely out of the loop uh, until I don't know, maybe twenty. 20- 13, uh an old buddy of mine came over, and he brought Skyrim on his Xbox 360, and I thought, I want one of those, and so I went out and bought a cheap Xbox 360 and, and Skyrim, and then that became a Skyrim and Madden machine for me, <laughs> until I started, uh, I don't know, I guess wanting to learn more about like this whole like decade of video games that I'd missed. And uh, here and there, I just kept hearing, like in hushed tones, people talking about this Dark Souls. And it was this uh, supposedly impossibly difficult, impossible to understand, inscrutable thing for the hardest of hardcore, which I knew I wasn't. You know, I was the absolute opposite of a hardcore gamer, whatever that means. And, uh, And so it was so scary that I was really intrigued, you know. And uh, as Bloodborne was uh, was approaching, people started talking a lot more about Dark Souls. And I had just bought a PS4, um, so I was thinking about trying out this Bloodborne game, but I was super scared of it. And uh, so I was at the uh, GameStop and saw a used copy of Dark Souls on uh, Xbox 360. So I, I brought that home and booted it up. And uh, was just immediately baffled by everything that was going on. You know, uh, (laughs) there's this really dramatic but nonsense introduction. And uh, then just suddenly, you know, you create this character and you, you meticulously make someone that looks uh, kind of like yourself or, or whatever. And then, but then you, you show up and you're just a, like a shriveled corpse in this jail cell. <laughs> and <laughs> have control... that moment of
0: like, why did I spend all that time on the character creator? If I'm just going to look like a hot dog. <laughs> right,
1: right, <laughs> this exactly. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that was bizarre. And then the controls were kind of felt janky and weird. And I, I, I was really uncomfortable with it. Um, but then I, I started going through and I'm, I've, you know, killed the first few, uh, hollows and, uh, I, uh, I I made it around, and I was reading the little developer messages along the way, and I, I went into that first big area and read that message, and it just says, run, <laughs> or get away, or whatever it says, and the asylum demon just drops down. And I was like, oh, <laughs> holy crap, what in? I just booked it and ran away, and immediately thought, okay, I get it. This is really, really cool, Uh, but this is also really kind of – janky and weird and i have this ps4 so i'm gonna just put a pin in this and i i'm gonna go buy that bloodborne game so the first 10 minutes of dark souls is what got me to buy bloodborne and then
0: i just couldn't get <laughs> and, enough am like you didn't even like beat the ins- the asylum demon. Like you literally just yeah. got to that bonfire and was like, "Nope, this is done. This is it. I'm gonna go buy Bloodborne now." <laughs> yeah, basically,
1: yeah, I never, I never finished the Undead Asylum. Uh, yeah, I just I saw the Asylum demon and uh, kind of that just the shock of that, and them just immediately telling you just run away. I thought I I, I like what this game's doing, but I want to get the newer version of it. So, so I ran out and so bought Bloodborne, and I was in.
0: And that's because um, you and I have played Bloodborne together several times. Like yeah. what is your, like the the opening of Dark Souls, like you said, it can be a little janky and a little weird, um, but like Bloodborne is a little smoother, but it's still just as like kind of inscrutable. Like, did you have problems with that or oh, did you yeah. just kind of, yeah?
1: Oh, it was impossible when I first started. And I it's, I don't know what kept me going. There's something about the mood of that opening area of Bloodborne that I just, I had to crack this thing open. But I bet I spent six hours, maybe in Central Yarnum, at least four hours, and uh, I spent a long, long time before I ever opened that first uh, shortcut. And I just had—I was making no progress. I think two or three play sessions I just was fighting my way through that first area and there's that big group of guys by that bonfire and you got to get past them and then you got to go around and deal with this giant troll and these this dog and these guys with rifles and I could never get through this whole area and I, I had no idea how close I was to ever making any progress and I think I was really close to giving up on that uh until I I finally just I was watching um Unprofessional Fridays on on Giant Bomb and they had Jeff Gersman uh, playing Bloodborne, and I watched him go through that first area and unlock that first shortcut. And I go, there, that's where I need to go. I have to go through that house, go down, and then you can open up that gate. So I went and I did what I saw him do, and I opened that shortcut, and that was enough to open the thing for me. And uh, from there, I was able to slowly make progress and, and, and finally start to get my feet under me.
0: How – uh like that, that first shortcut when it loops back around to that first lamp and you realize, Oh, now I can get to this whole other area from the very start from the point that I've always been at is very satisfying from, from for previous souls players, because like that was a quote unquote return to form. In other words, uh, Dark Souls one had uh, has a lot of that like looping back to the same bonfire. Dark Souls sure. two left that behind in favor of like more bonfires and more of a kind of a linear progression. So seeing Bloodborne come back and like l- actually make those loop back shortcuts was something that everybody raves and calls you know the Miyazaki touch or whatever. But for, <laughs> for for someone who didn't have experience with any of the Souls games, like what was that like super satisfying to you to see that, that, that the the actual level, level loop back around on itself? Well, it was
1: sort of, uh, a light bulb moment of, oh, this is how this game works. Because up until that, and I saw it first, you know, in a video, so I didn't discover it on my own. I don't know if I'd have ever gotten through there and figured out this is how you make progress. This is how you get a checkpoint. Um, but once I saw it, like, oh, so that's how this is going to work. You can, op- you'll open doors and then you can get easier access to an area. And from there, it just kind of made sense. So it was very satisfying, but it wasn't quite the same, uh, you know, recognition that I'm sure uh Dark Souls One players got to have at that moment. But it was still very exciting. Once I unlocked it, I, I said, aha, I can do this. <laughs> it's not impossible. Did you beat Bloodborne? I I got the platinum eventually in Bloodborne. Wow, I played that really? <laughs> I, I think I have between a couple of characters, I think I put 140
0: hours in the I couldn't stop playing <laughs> that game. You know, once it's I so got good, there, right
1: there's just something about being in that world the atmosphere is I think what hooked me uh it, it was creepy like I, I found myself having weird kind of I don't want to say disturbing but dark dreams after spending a little too long playing Bloodborne on a Saturday or something <laughs> like that game just got under my skin uh and I just couldn't wait to go back and play it some more yeah it was uh I, I was absolutely hooked on that
0: game wow that's that's it, it, that's that's so weird like I know a lot of people that uh like my podcasting buddy Cliff um he he started with Bloodborne and then went backwards through all the Souls games and it's I just don't have that perspective like it's so weird <laughs> to me to hear that Bloodborne would be somebody's first Souls game it makes it makes total sense like because it's a PS4 exclusive it's like hey I just bought this shiny box let me get this shiny game and it's probably one of the best games on the PS4 platform oh yeah so. Uh yeah,
1: yeah, well and it was such a weird change in tone for me too. I mean when I bought my PS4, I bought it so I could play MLB the show. You know, and like <laughs> that was still the kind of stuff I was playing. So I didn't I realize know. you were a fucking sports gamer, man. What is this? <laughs> what are we talking about? I know that's what I was for a long time. So yeah, like my, my video game history was like Mario, Sonic. <laughs> Uh, fifteen years of sports games, uh, ten years of nothing, and then just suddenly diving in with both feet and playing Souls games and stuff.
0: So I guess that's that's really weird to me because, like I mentioned earlier, like I know you from the Duck Feed crowd, which is a a whole network about dudes playing video games and talking right. about them on podcast, like. Why were you listening to these podcasts? Like, why were <laughs> you if you weren't doing it? Because I know Gary and Cole have not covered Madden unless I've missed a it. <laughs> right. Episode, one no, absolutely not.
1: Well, and I've I've gotten so far away from that kind of stuff, but uh, I wasn't listening to any Duck Feed podcasts podcast when I picked up Bloodborne for the first time. You know, by that time, I'd been paying attention to video games for maybe a year. And I was a big podcast guy, so I had sought out video game podcasts. But I was listening to, you know, probably the big ones. Uh, You know, Giant Bombcast is one that everyone listening to this has listened to. That I'm sure they're they're number one until Gary and Cole knocked them off, uh, at least for a day when Dark Souls three came out yeah um, it goes
0: uh, it, it goes bonfire side chat don't give up skeleton giant bomb cast Those right exactly friggin'. yeah <laughs> right and that's the that's the pantheon as we know
1: it today of course <laughs> uh, but but you know when I started playing Bloodborne uh, you know giant bomb covered it some but I thought they're not talking about this enough this is the only game I want to hear about I need to talk about this more I need to hear people talk about this more and I didn't have friends that were playing video games at all at the time so I had no one to talk to and my wife could only handle so much of me talking about it, <laughs> she didn't
0: want to hear about it
1: anymore. So my, my, uh,
0: my poor wife probably can like hold her own in a Souls lore conversation <laughs> with just about anybody out there, just because I just like talk to her all the time about this stuff.
1: Yeah, I think our wives could start a support group, probably. <laughs>
0: I've actually um and and my wife has encouraged this uh I just don't know how to ask like strangers on the internet hey let me talk to your wife on a podcast but I'm (laughs) I'm actually kind of interested in doing a uh like a soul's widow's podcast at some point I just don't know again like hey John I've never met you in person can I talk to your wife is a really weird
1: question yeah
0: this interview's
1: (laughs) over (laughs) right right
0: (laughs) it's not creepy at all no no not at all like give me your wife's phone number (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I mean,
1: I'm
0: gonna look her up on Facebook. Right. Uh, I think so, you have got a premise there, though, for a show. I think it's—I think it'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. Like, I, I'd like to fold it into this show. I just, again, like, because I've thought about doing it with uh, my podcast buddies and uh, my my guy Vader that I do a podcast with. Um, he's brought it up as well. Like, hey, we should get your wife and my wife and talk about like how we disappear into these games and they're just like kind of left flummoxed. And I'm like, yeah, we should do that. But that's real weird. <laughs> like I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh we'll we'll figure it out at some point. We'll we'll get it done. Yeah, um, yeah, of yeah. Course. <laughs> This episode is probably going to come out so far after we're recording that it's probably already done. Like, I've probably already released Tempt Souls Widow's podcast yeah, at this point. Yeah, moment. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh,
1: that, uh, that'll be already the uh, number four podcast on iTunes by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, so I literally... chat, don't give up Skeleton, Giant Bombcast, and We Gave Up Skeleton. That's <laughs> be four, five, four. <laughs> we Gave Up Skeleton, yeah.
1: <laughs> done. So I just literally went to the podcast app on my phone and typed in Bloodborne and hoped something would show up, and uh, Bonfireside chat was one of the first results, and so I listened to suddenly a whole podcast just about this game. It was exactly what I was looking for, and uh, so I immediately subscribed, and it turned out it was good and i was just in love with that show and i couldn't get enough of it i would listen to the episodes again after i listened to them the first time cuz i just wanted to hear more i didn't want to miss anything that they said and uh and from there it just led to the rest of the duckfeed podcasts and eventually i don't know i just got roped into this whole uh band of misfits that is uh, duckfeed.tv that i love so much
0: so did you when you're playing through bloodborne for the first time did you like, cause there's so much, I, I hate to talk about lore, like the word lore kind of irritates me to be honest with you, but like right. the story of Bloodborne is, um, kind of hard to understand. Like if you don't actively, like I, I knew going into Bloodborne, like I'm going to read every single item description of every single piece of garbage I pick up in this game right? because I know that contributes to the story. Like I I, I knew how to approach that. As a first-time souls person, like, did you were you even looking at that stuff? Like, when you started listening to Bonfire Side Chat, did you like, oh my god, where are they getting all this information from? <laughs> or like, how did how did that work? I, at first, I didn't get that, and actually, I think Gary and
1: Cole uh, trained me to do that because they would talk about it on the show, and they would get a lot of their information citing item descriptions and just the little tidbits that were. And that game did have those notes that were laying around, so those were a little bit more easily accessible like oh this is Mm -hmm. part of the story but uh it was i think from listening to them and one of their earliest episodes i think it might have been the central Yarnum episode they had vadi vidya on as a guest and so that turned me on to his videos which was a great introduction to seeing how kind of the lore of these games works and and how you have to approach them so that got me really hooked on the lore from a pretty early stage in the game because i was not that far in when i sought out that podcast Mm -hmm. And uh, started kind of trying to play along. I Eventually, I, I played out ahead of where they were, but I was still early in the game when I started following all the lore and story stuff. So I got way into that right away.
0: So you had never even heard of Vadi Vidya, like no. <laughs> who is probably like, one of the biggest besides Epic Name Bro, of uh, the the soulless people. Like that's crazy to me. you have no idea how you weird know,
1: I first heard him on. I thought he was a Duck Feet person, as far as I knew. I first heard him on Bonfire Side <laughs> Chat with Gary and Cole. I thought they were friends with him. Like I, I mean, I mean, like, they are. I mean, they're friends through knowing him on there, I guess. And and uh, but I mean, I thought yeah, that's their that's their buddy Vadi, and uh, this is the podcast <laughs> they buddy do. Buddy yeah. Yeah, buddy-body. <laughs> I
0: didn't so know great. any better. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, So, after you finished Bloodborne, were you... Because, I, I, to me, Bloodborne is probably, out of all of the Souls games, has the most enclosed story. Um yeah. As far as, like, everything wrapping up, even with multiple endings. Like, I feel like everything is wrapped up in that story, and, like, there's nothing there's things that you left a question and the DLC kind of explored some of that stuff. But to me, it's just, it's like one, it's one pill that you swallow basically. Um, Right. Right. What was your, what was your next souls game after that? Like, and what, like what, and what kind of went into the decision to play that next souls game?
1: Well, right around the time I had played about all the bloodborne I could possibly play. I think uh, scholar of the first sin had pretty recently come out on PS4. And mm-hmm. so I tr- I went straight from finishing Bloodborne right into uh Dark Souls 2 Scholar. with was t- taking no break at all. So I just played I don't know 120 hours of Bloodborne and just like, well, I'm going to go backwards through the series. Let's see what this one is. <laughs> and immediately started playing that game. And
0: that had to be like a dramatic difference because those games are similar in some ways but in a lot of ways they couldn't be more far apart like i know it's it's there's they're both souls games but like they're so far removed or so far apart on that spectrum of soul, what what a souls game is that it's right. it's hard to even consider them in the same category like that had to be really weird for you right it was really weird i didn't
1: know what to make of that game and i still it still feels like a weird outlier game to me and and i know enough now to know that there's a whole thing about Uh, you know, is Dark Souls 2 good? (laughs) Is it the weakest entry in the series? I didn't know about all that argument at the time. And I think it's Mm. good, but I don't think I was ready to really, uh, contend with Dark Souls 2 when I started playing it. Uh, I was fully wanting to do that fast Bloodborne combat. I didn't want to use a shield. Uh, I wanted to just dart around with a big weapon and just, you know, swing a ultra great sword at things. And, uh... That game, at least the way I was able to play it, was not well suited to that. And uh, I thought the first few, uh, like you get out to Majula and that's really beautiful, but then you go into Forest of Fallen Giants. I thought it was kind of ugly and it didn't have the same atmosphere I'd loved in Bloodborne. And uh, even though I still pressed on and I think I played 40 hours of Scholar, I never felt like I'd gotten as hooked on that game as I had on Bloodborne before it.
0: How far did you get?
1: And no, don't worry about
0: like spoilers or anything. I'm like we're, we're pretty <laughs> hands off on all this stuff.
1: Dark Souls two spoilers, everybody. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from a
0: four-year like a three-year-old game at this point. Three
1: years, three years. Well, if it was new to me, it's new to someone, right? But uh, that I, is true. I made it to I, I made it to Drangleic Castle, and uh, I just finally ran out of steam. At that point, I mean, I was probably going on 160 hours of. Soulsborne games in a row, and I, I just had never fallen as much in love with that game as I had with Bloodborne, so I just was completely out of steam, and I just couldn't keep going, so that's where I left it, and uh, I actually still haven't gone back and played any further in that game, That's that's on my list of things to do.
0: Well, the most important thing is you got to join Lake Castle because um, that was the episode of Bonfire Bonfireside Chat I guessed it on. So as long as you got that to that episode, everything's yeah. fine.
1: The first thing I do with any season of Bonfire Bonfireside Chat now is I look for the Jeremy episode, and that's <laughs> the first one I go to. I hit some terrible spoilers by doing that, but you know. It's well, what are you going to do? Yeah, you have to, you have to know, right? You have yeah, to know. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> if I don't know about Fat Tarkus, then uh, you know what am I? What game am I? What are playing? you going to do? <laughs>
0: uh, oh man, Fat Tarkus! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Something I learned about re- very recently. Oh really? I, I,
1: yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't know about Fat Tarkus until my Dark Souls one playthrough. Uh, oh and yeah, and so toward that's the right. end of yeah. that. During one of my streams, I, I know it's jumping ahead a little bit, but during one of my streams, you were watching with a bunch of other duck feed people, and they were encouraging you to fat target me.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I unfortunately was i don't Fortress. I don't have a uh, I don't have a build on PC to do uh, that, so I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> invade you. And, um, but yeah, absolutely, yeah, I would I would love to waste like forty five minutes of your time.
1: Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what it meant when they were telling you to do it, but I found out later. <laughs> it's it's hilarious to watch, but I think I'd be pretty mad. You would oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've,
0: I've gotten the worst, I think, um, and there's an episode of, uh, an episode, that doesn't make any sense. There's a YouTube video that I did where uh, me and Gary talked over a fat Tarkas video and it was like a it's like a 30 minute thing and um at the end of it the dude I think he just sent me a message that said please (laughs) like not even hate mail not even like begging No just it's like please let me buy. This is infuriating that's perfect it's the worst i'm i am the worst like, like you just say that outright um it's right on your business card it's right there yeah that's it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a bad business card for a salesperson frankly <laughs> not a career, the worst um are you, do you, do you think you'll go back to dark souls two, Or do you think you're like, kind of like you've seen what you need to see out of that and you're, you're done.
1: I don't know. So I'm definitely, you know, I'm playing dark souls three right now and I definitely want to go back and finish dark souls one before I go any further into dark souls two. So it's further down the list. Uh, but I'd like to do it eventually. Absolutely. Cause you,
0: we, we talked about, I mean, you, you, we briefly talked about your dark souls one run, but like you've been streaming your dark souls one run and you got up to Orlando Orlando in the middle, um. And you had way, way too easy of a time with this game. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is was. Like, I was watching you stream and going like, how does he not like, I mean, I think the worst <laughs> time you had was trying to find the uh bonfire in Upper Sins. And even that, like that, that was probably like a day and a half of my life. I don't know how you just like breezed through all of this stuff so easy. Oh, like that bonfire up in Sins Fortress, that, that thing is the worst thinking of the
1: worst uh well I think it helped so this was all very recently um you know I was trying to get in Dark Souls 1 before Dark Souls 3 came out and uh I didn't give myself quite enough time so I was only able to get through like you said Anne Orlando, which is what a lot of people told me is the minimum I had to do before I played Dark Souls 3 they said you have to at least get the Lord Vessel and well they didn't say get the Lord Vessel but that's what I ended up doing and then called it there but uh I think it helped that through a lot of that, I was streaming almost the entire run and it was, people watched for whatever reasons, people seemed to be enjoying it. So I had an audience of uh, sometimes like 15 people (laughs) watching me play at any given time. And uh, I was getting a lot of encouragement and, obtuse hints sometimes if things were getting real bad uh like that you said the upper sense fortress bonfire i think if i didn't have chat i would have just never had any inkling that there was any bonfire there at all and i would have just kept making that whole run every single time but uh people were kind of hinting that there was a bonfire somewhere so it just kept me looking around so there were probably lots of little hints like that that made it a little easier on me than if i was totally on my own and blind
0: but even from a like just the ability to do something like there's there's hints like hey there's a bonfire around here and then there's stuff like the Enorlander rafters where you are <laughs> walking across like a two inch wide rafter and like these ninjas in in like a full queen <laughs> sheet set <Right>. are like <laughs> are throwing knives at you like there's no there's no amount of hints that can get you past that other than like hey you have to kill the the ninjas like right you still and and again like that was like a day like it took me forever <laughs> to cross that like I I could not do it and that you just watching I, di- I didn't catch it live but I watched some of the archive stuff and it, you just kind of like breezed across it and I was <laughs> well I paid the price for that
1: very shortly after that but yeah <laughs> yeah I, I that one I don't know I had a I had a, a shield up and I just uh kind of would I'd, I'd inch forward with the shield up and then get to one of the intersections of those beams and it seemed like there was a little more room to stand there, and so I could kind of stand there and wait for them to run at me, and then they'd either just fall off on their own, or I could kind of take one hit at the intersection and then strike back and hit them. I think I made that little part on on my first try somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a weird Souls thing where you um, attempt something for the first time and just get by it on kind of pure instinct and then right. die. And you're like, okay, now I know how to do it. And then you die like 10% into the process four or right. five times. Right. Yeah. If I ever I do that, that again, bosses. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, oh man, the archers uh, that happened shortly after that section, I, I have some highlights up on, on my Twitch channel and uh, I, I don't know the exact count. I, I labeled the one where I finally made it. Um, and Orlando archers 39, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's pretty close to the actual count um but it just that i spent an entire afternoon maybe 4 hours Trying to get past those archers, it that part was just awful. And chat seemed to be having a fantastic time watching me die over and over. I and wish over. I could
0: have seen that live. I don't, I don't know what I was doing that day, but it obviously wasn't as important as watching you die to the Arondo archers. <laughs> I did watch oh. the video, and uh, the video will be in the show notes. So, like I'll, I'll make a point to put it in there. Um, but when you finally make it across, I have never heard such relief out of someone's <laughs> voice. <laughs> I sound a little part,
1: unhinged.
0: <laughs> You sound a little you sound a little unhinged, you do. Uh and I love the fact that chat just gave up too. They were like, Okay, just go left. Like go through the left door, get to the bonfire. Like they were just like, You deserve it. Like we're not gonna yeah. hint around this Go through the left door, get the bonfire and like there's a moment where you say something to like I might even I might even download the audio of this and try to cut it in if I'm if I'm feeling if I'm feeling creative. <laughs>
1: Real good. Oh, my God. oh, lightning like crazy. Okay. Just don't get knocked out. And then here's the boss. That would be that would be more mean than this game would possibly be. Oh. oh. Alright. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Where do I need to go? Alright, I'm seeing left in the chat. I don't. You know, I don't always like spoilers, but sometimes I'm... Oh, look who's here! (laughs) Oh, that's so... It's so good to see you, bud. Yeah, I'm fine with you guys letting me know.
0: Ah, let's take a load off.
1: And our best friend is here. What could be better? Ah, I feel so much better now.
0: That moment where you see... uh... Solaire and you're like, yes. Oh, it's my little friend or or whatever. Like, oh my <laughs> god, it was I was it was so one happy. of the best someone's experiences. <laughs> to see to see my buddy Solaire sitting there by
1: that fire after these hours of just dying on these rafters and to have the bonfire there and to know that I've made it and my friend is there and it's all gonna be okay. What's <laughs> the relief? It was incredible. <laughs>
0: Was that, do you, do you think that was your most like satisfying Souls moment or like your most like, like, was that a, that, obviously it's a huge moment, but like, do you think that was like your biggest Souls moment at that point?
1: It might be. It's, it's, it's really high on the list if it's not number one, just getting past that point And yes, the, the reunion and knowing that I would never have to do that section again, <laughs> it's, it, it might be the most elated I've ever felt in a Souls game
0: it's really good. Like it, seeing Solaire there is just like such a, Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I used to do this thing where, um, cause that's a popular PVP spot for mm. a variety of reasons. Um, and I used to do the thing where I would invade in this area. And a lot of times when you invade in this area, the hostess are still at the bonfire right there because they're trying to summon help for the boss. And, uh, it's really, really fun as an invader, to bait them into attacking solaire oh no that's terrible (laughs) because they just show up (laughs) solaire just shows up like any npc phantom just shows up as like a white ghost to you like you can't interact with them you can't hit them or anything like that but if you stand over there by him and the host is like spamming r1 to try to hit you and they attack solaire he immediately goes hostile and then it is fucking hilarious <laughs> oh, no. all of a sudden the host is what is fighting this white phantom that you can't do anything with and you're just standing there like you know waving or you know well what is it or whatever it's so good
1: and is there any recovery from that once you've turned to hostile can you uh get him
0: back on your side or is that just it? yeah you can um um the guy that you met underneath the gargoyles when you rang the oh, first yeah, bell yeah. uh oswald he can um oswald yeah oswald if you go pay him an exorbitant amount of souls, he can <laughs> forgive you for your sins, oh, uh, man. and then he'll will Sometimes it'll turn people unhostile. It kind of depends. There's some weird mechanics to that, but yeah. Weird, but yeah, it's based it's on not level.
1: Permanent.
0: Oh yeah, yeah like the, the it's not price permanent. you have to pay is based on level. Is based on your levels. So, like, I think mm-hmm. it like the most people get to Interlando at probably level fifty, level sixty, and um, that's probably like sixty or seventy thousand souls. Oh that man, I think that's more <laughs> yeah, than I've ever had at one time in that game. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And remember, like, you don't get the ability to warp in that game until after you beat the boss of the area. Oh so, right. Like, you have to make a trek. Like, you'd have to walk back. You don't teleport back to not teleport, but get the gargoyles to take you back to Sins, go all the way down. Oh, <laughs> like it's a man. Well and is he, a still
1: waiting, is he still waiting for you at that bonfire? So now every time you uh awake at that bonfire there's a hostile Soler waiting yeah. for you. It, until you kill him. Yep.
0: Oh, that's <clears throat> awful. <laughs> it's really bad. It's not, it's not, it's not a very fun trick, but it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> These dark souls invaders, uh,
1: man, just they're terrible people. That's what I've learned at being a part of this community for a little while now. You just, you can't trust them in game or out of game in real life. I, I just, I, I certainly wouldn't let them talk to my wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not and especially not record it, put especially, it on the internet. <laughs> especially that. <laughs> um, did you get a lot of experience with the with like invaders and stuff across any of these Souls games? Because I didn't see you get invaded very much in uh, your Souls One stream. But I don't know how I that didn't. worked. In play I got games. invaded very infrequently.
1: I don't think I played as human very much. Um, mm-hmm. There was one invasion. I was at a little bit of a low point. Um, still in the um, oh the first area the bird. And, uh, or well, maybe it was the second, what's the area around the big, uh, chapel, uh, right after the, par- the parish. parish.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a chapel. It's a parish. That's it. Uh, and so right there, well, it's, I was... it's, it's a parish in front of a church. So you, you were right on the money. Oh. Like the, the undead church is where the gargoyles are. So. Oh, perfect. So I was, uh, I was trying to summon to get
1: help, uh, I guess it was with the boss. Yeah. Cause I think I had, I'd had a little trouble with the gargoyles. And uh, at that point, I think I thought humanity was going to be really scarce. I don't think I'd found very much of it yet. So I used some humanity to unhollow and was trying to get someone to help with the boss fight and was having trouble summoning. And then I got invaded right at that moment by uh, someone named their character was named Tyler Durden. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they came charging in and they just wiped me out and i was just so sad and i thought oh no i'm never gonna be able to summon i'm just gonna get destroyed by these jerk invaders anytime i use this up and i'm gonna have no humanity left in this sounds game. I'm about never right make yes. it anywhere.
0: I, I'm, and, yep 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 that sounds exactly about how dark souls <laughs> 1 pvp works <laughs> Did you not get like some did you not get uh invaded in Bloodborne ever cuz that's usually Bloodborne's not much of a multiplayer community like the PVP never really took off like it did in Dark Souls but
1: uh, yeah I don't think I got invaded much in Bloodborne nothing comes to mind um are
0: there even any NPC invaders in Bloodborne
1: there are hunter fights and things like that but I I don't remember um much of any invading maybe in the um the area uh what is it? The uh the Nightmare Frontier. I think I might have been invaded once or something in that area and that's about it. Yeah.
0: And that's an area where you go into and it it auto- automatically has one of the bell maidens so that opens you up right. to PvP. Yeah, yeah. So Right. Yeah, it's, yeah the it, multiplayer that was... Oh, go ahead. That was a disappointment to me in Bloodborne. Just like it was you kind of had to opt into all that multiplayer stuff. It wasn't a uh, forcible opt-in. Right. <laughs> like, it, was, it it didn't opt you in. I don't know. Who, it's not even an opt-in at that point. I don't know how you describe that. Like, it didn't right. force you into... I, I find Dark Souls 1 system to be very elegant. I like it more than any of the other Souls games, including Dark Souls 3. Like, if you are human and you were trying to summon help, then you're going to open yourself up for attack. Right, that to right. me is a really elegant, like nicely done system. Like, if you don't want to participate in this, just don't turn human. And the only difference is that you can't summon friends. Like, you don't get extra health. You don't do, you know, there is there is no mechanical benefit for going human except I'm going to summon a friend. And if you right. do that, then hey, you know, you're going to open yourself up to invasions. So yeah, I was kind of yeah. bummed out about Bloodmore.
1: Well, yeah. and three is is close to that, but you have the added health buff when you're what kindled. Uh, so you might have a yeah. reason to just do that. And then you are subject to getting invaded.
0: I listened to the, uh, there's a podcast called the chop chain podcast, which are these four dudes from, uh, Boston. And, uh, they, they were, they, they talked about dark souls three for the first time in their last podcast. And they, they referred to it as being lit. <laughs> or unlit, like it's lit, fam. <laughs> and I can't get that out of my head. Like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta get lit to get my friends in.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to pull a title of a lit song right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to me, it's just
0: a meme. I'm not even plugged You're into right. the music enough. Like, I'm sure right. Kanye said it at some point. I will listen to Kanye's record <laughs> Yeah,
1: so. well, that that shows you where I'm at. That I'm, I'm thinking of the late '90s like alternative rock band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you're going lit. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking about like a potential Teenage Dirtbags episode is kind of
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The 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 crossover episode that nobody has been wanting.
1: That <laughs> nobody asked for and nobody <laughs> deserves. <laughs> but yeah, uh, starting hilarious. with Bloodborne, you know, there was so little multiplayer in that game that I didn't really get that aspect of the Souls games until moving on to uh, to two. That was actually the thing I liked the most about Dark Souls 2 is I did a lot of sunbrowing in that game, um, and I did a lot of summoning in that game. So I went in and helped a lot of people beat the the chariot boss in that tower. Yeah. And I summoned a lot of people. I I loved going into a boss fight with like two NPC summons and two player summons or whatever the max was. Just bring a whole gang in. I, I think that's the most fun thing in the Souls game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoy summoning. Like we've been having this conversation in the um on the Duckfeed Slack. You would think that this is a Duckfeed podcast. Goddamn, I need to stop talking <laughs> about them. <this. laughs> please go to DarkInsight.net. Please, please, yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> but we've been talking about this a lot on the Slack of, uh, you know, some people's first runs, they consider like, like, I'm going to do everything uh, by myself. Uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to solo every boss. I'm going to solo every enemy. I'm going to kill every right. enemy at least once. And to me, I'm like, n- no, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to summon, man. Like, I'm just going to get some, I think, to me, like the first couple of weeks of a Souls game release, like that's when you get the most help. So like I've been, I've been summoning help for bosses and then I'll do challenge runs later. Right. Like I'll, I'll go in right. like, okay, I'm only going to do this with my fist at, at, at like later on down the line. <laughs> when I know the game more and I, yeah, spoiler alert, I look forward I'm never to getting to, to that, that, that point.
1: Right. You're never going to, you're never going to do the fist. You're never going to do whip fest on the uh, dark souls three.
0: I might there do whip there fest. There's some, cool there's whips. some really cool whips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I picked up a barbed whip somewhere. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. No, um, I'm the same as you. I'm not into that challenge mode of the first run of I have to beat all these bosses by myself. I mean, good on you if that's that's, uh, the most fun way for you to play these games, but that's not for me. I don't have the time to bang my head against these bosses for that long, for one thing, and uh, for another, it's just fun. I love going in and co-opting these things.
0: Especially with three, like I, there's been situations where I've gone in with, you know, two or three phantoms and a boss to Dark Souls three and still haven't won. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Where the boss wipes out the entire party and like that's that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, really, I really think that three is probably the hardest Souls games out there at this point, And that's something unique to that. Dark Souls one specifically, like you could tell they haven't really figured out the A.I. to for a boss to deal with multiple phantoms. Oh, so yeah. like it, it just doesn't work. But in three, they've definitely designed these, these bosses to hit behind them or to, you know, to, to be able to switch back and forth their aggro very quickly. So I'm, it's, it's fun. Like I, I love going through a crew of dudes. You missed a, uh, If you're probably never going to get here because I, I, it's like 80 hours past where you are <laughs> in Dark Souls 2. But there's a, there was a boss fight in Dark Souls 2 where you could conceivably go in with, let's see, you, one, two, three, four nights, and then one, two, three fans. So you can go in with a crew of eight people. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it is <laughs> it is it is one of the better, it's in the, one, one of the DLC areas, and is one of the, probably the best Souls moments up there. Like, it's, you can, like, <laughs> and, like, the boss, it has multiple enemies. So, like, you are fighting, like, it is a riot. Like, it is just oh, a blast. That sounds fantastic.
1: Uh, there's actually a boss fight in Dark Souls 3 that, uh, suits that really well where it, it it kind of it is a steamroll if you go in there with three people but you're fighting i, I don't know what's our policy on dark souls three spoilers at this point i don't know
0: go ahead and talk about it I'll, I'll clearly flag it but this is probably coming out four or five weeks later
1: so there's uh the deacons of the deep fight um you're fighting something like i don't know 50 guys at once or something crazy <laughs> like that and uh i've gone in there uh as a sun bro uh, with three people going in there and fighting that whole crew. And that gets really wild and fun. I'm a big fan yeah. of that.
0: That, that. Yeah. I went, uh, I summoned my buddy, uh, Brian Wade, and um, he helped me along with, uh, I want to say I had an NPC phantom. I think my buddy Henri came in there. Oh, uh, nice. I don't think yeah, I've seen a yeah. single
1: NPC summon yet in this game. I think I'm, I'm messing up my NPC quests or are not being kindled often enough or something.
0: So, there's, there's a weird thing in Dark Souls 3, and I just want to throw this out there. Like, look for signs where you will get summoned into NPCs' world. Oh, Which weird. is not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I stumbled across that. In the area after the one you're in. So, like, you're going to beat the boss of Ithral, and then you're going to be in an area. And then look for, like, if you happen to be human, like, look for signs to get summoned into somebody's world to beat the boss of that area. Which huh. is kind of yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I love this stage of uh, a Souls game where it's all still very mysterious,
0: right? And I'm definitely it's still so mad at Souls
1: Three. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. There
0: are some NPC I, I, quest lines right now that are just nuts, and I'm really, oh, I don't man. want to screw them up. You're doing the and you did the same thing that I did where. uh And I'll just put a flag on this so we can talk about this. openly. I won't spoil anything for you, but like, uh, so you've got the thing where like Yuria is telling you that she want, that she wants you to marry Henri and the whole thing, right? Yep. Yep.
1: I've still got that going as far as I know. Mm -hmm.
0: That'll, uh, that'll wrap up pretty quickly. And as far as I can tell, it wraps up in this next area. And then you don't really do anything with it for the rest of the game, which is kind of a bummer, but it, gives you a god oh, i don't want to say anything i don't want to spoil you Sorry, all yeah. right well um, i just
1: i i'm just excited at the idea of a wedding scene in a dark souls game which sounds like the <laughs> dumbest <thing. laughs> like it just couldn't be more out of place in these games like i'm sure it won't be this way but i want a full-on like downton abbey style wedding you know the cathedral's all decorated and there's uh there's a uh, one of those uh uh Pontiff knights, they're uh, administering the ceremony. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, you've got
0: the Pope and from the yeah. from the Boston, the Cathedral of Deep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I get to, I, you, they give me a tux outfit to wear. You know, I'm I'm hoping all that happens.
0: I'm sure that'll be it. <laughs> you need to um, you need to hit me up when you get into this next area if you don't find stuff. To, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to make sure that you see that. And yeah, it's if you, it's probably easy especially if you didn't go very far into Dark Souls 1 um it's easy to miss so hit me up and I'll I'll kind of give you some uh, you know some, some hints to Okay
1: yeah I, I'll gladly accept a hint on that one cuz I don't want to uh, I don't want to blow it at this point I've played this entire <laughs> game looking like beef jerky and I don't want it to be for
0: nothing <laughs> It pays <laughs> off it pays <laughs> off I can't wait I'll send you uh, I'll send you the thing that I did last night and when when you finally get there and you know, I think you'll like it so Okay excellent <laughs> do you think you'll uh do you think you'll ever go to Demon's Souls? Like I know that's like on a last gen system and yeah. on a PS3, which you may not even have at this point. Like do you think you'll ever go back or seek it I, out?
1: I, I you know, that would be the last one on my list. So if I go back, you know, I, I'm I'm full in on, on three right now, so that that's gonna have my full attention, so it's all done with it, I think. And then it'll be go back and, and pick up where I left off on one, you know, I go from the from the Lord vessel and, and finish that game. Then it would probably be finished too. Um, but if I get through all of that and I'm out of Souls games to play, I'd think about I don't know,
0: seeing if I could find a used PS3 <laughs> to play
1: Demon's Souls <laughs> and
0: to try to find it. Well, hopefully by that point they'll have finally gotten around to remastering it and putting it on a PS4. Like th- oh, I'd that's love the it dream. That. It's, it's
1: that would be great.
0: Because yeah. that, that, that's an interesting
1: buy. Yeah. Yeah, I I I do. That would be excellent. You know, getting a, a remaster of that. And uh, by that time, Bloodborne two is probably going to be out too. So I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be wanting for these kinds of games anytime soon.
0: It's it's a great time for souls games. Definitely. Like um, even though they've they've kind of gotten out there and said like dark souls three is the last souls game. And I know in a lot of ways, like you can very much tell like, okay, we're done with this. Like that they've made the game and they're like, okay, here's all the stuff. And now we're done with you. Like come, we're going to go back to something new now. Um, like I'm, there's so much of it out there now like there's you know there's three main souls games there's demon souls there's bloodborne and then you can go even further back with the uh, Kingsfield or shadow tower games yeah Although, if
1: you're a true degenerate that's where you end up you know that's where you're just man, desperate for your next fix
0: i hope to never get to that so, point i say yeah now. i've tried john i've tried it's really hard <laughs> props to uh the, uh Allison by proxy uh, who did a shadow tower and shadow tower abyss playthrough and put it up on YouTube. So I could, I could just watch that and not have oh, to. Oh, Nice.
1: I'll yeah. have to check that out. That'll, I, I think that's the way I'd like to experience those games too. I'm not sure I'm going to go all the way and actually play those.
0: It's, it's, um it's, it's a fun watch and she does, Everything she does, she subtitles everything. So like you can watch it at work without having it like the audio on full blast so that you hear like some jag off, like yelling at the mic or something like you can, everything's <laughs> subtitled and a really nice pleasant font. So you can just have it on the background and just kind of watch her move, move through it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to look for that. I, I, I totally
1: watch Allison play those games.
0: Um, well, dude, I, I, I guess that's it. Like I kind of expected this to go a little longer, but I think, I think we kind of covered it. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't really have like, uh, (laughs) you don't do a podcast. I don't think, I know that you're on Twitter, but like, you don't really use Twitter a whole lot. Like you're just a dude, which is one of the reasons I wanted to start this show is to find stories from people like you that don't shout out their nonsense into the user. Like I do. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. I'm not really a public facing internet dude, but I mean, people could check out my, uh, dark souls one, uh, playthrough videos on Twitch. Um, I'm at, uh, summarize underscore Proust. On Twitch, and uh, you can find me on know, on Steam,
0: I guess with that same username. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Steam friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Uh, is is it the same username, right? Summarize underscore first. Awesome, awesome. And um, uh, as always, you can find me at JG on Twitter, and you can find this podcast at darkinsight.